I7R podcast with Surveils a Lot and DJ Elvis Lake. Brought to you in association with Just Bomber Gear CBD Energy Drinks and Just Bomber Gear Tear Gas Manufacturing Limited. Is that the. Is that the. The intro music you bought off Fiverr? Yeah. Yeah, when ah. I was drunk out of my mind. That's quite a nice one. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, your man was pretty good considering I gave him absolutely zero direction whatsoever and what to what to do. Actually, before we kind of get really into it, are we going to play anything off this phone? I don't think. Do you have any voice questions? Mm. Uh, you must have a voice question in there somewhere. I haven't from Brian Bates, but I haven't listened to it yet. Oh, that'll be a surprise. Yeah, yeah. keep him keep him hooked in there. Okay, grand. Yeah, because I might be going to my phone that time, and I don't want clicking. You know that. Ah, no one gives a shit as long as yeah, fair enough. As long as they can hear me this week. Seeing as I got edited out of the podcast last week. Did you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you? The man who edited me out of the podcast. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> I didn't know what he done. That seems like something I wouldn't do. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, yeah, there were some sound issues last week, so apologies for that. But it was. Um, it was uh, it was to do with Spotify probably. Yeah. Uh, the, it was the, them. Yeah, the way they compress the, the sound files yeah. is uh, it's way too complex for me to yeah. describe to That's you. That's what it is. To to, um, to it's Spotify people who aren't on, in the industry, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it was Spotify's fault. See what happens. Apologies. It won't it won't happen. It won't happen this week. Um, I, I I've had a word. <laughs> they ran out of money because they gave it all to Joe Rogan. So yeah, they just they just skimp out. Bro Rogan. If Joe Rogan was a climber, what kind of climber would he be? He'd be one who'd never shut up about gorillas, DMT, and the true effects of weed. <laughs> yeah, but okay. like, what would be his uh, his niche? Would he be winter? Would he be trad, aid, bouldering? I think he'd be like an indoor sport climber. Indoor sport. Yeah, like like the like comp comp climbing. Yeah, and he'd he'd eventually move out of that. And into commentating on comp climbing, but still climbing. I think he'd be he would be a good commentator for sport. <laughs> but isn't it weird? I I, I watched. <laughs> was it you that linked me um, a sport climbing competition from the states recently? And it was being commented on like it was a UFC match. There was a real kind of overzealous yeah, kind of I commentator. Saw, I, I don't think I think someone said that to me. Actually, I saw that. Here's the next competitor coming along now, and he's gonna climb the climb with in his hand. In the pink one in the corner. <laughs> yeah. It was really over the top. It was really cool. Very really uh, weird. I, I don't know. I don't know if I found it cool. I cool's the wrong word. No, it it it. it, I, it I, looked I, like I, I know what you mean. It looked like an SNL sketch. Yeah. Sketch. Sketch. Sketchy sketch. Yeah. It was. It was being forced a little bit. It's. It. it like for me. Climbing competitions should be commentated on like they're a snooker match. Yeah. Can you imagine like being over the top at a snooker match? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> just like it's like three hours of screaming into the microphone. Just some, every time someone gets a clip, just one, one, <laughs> like a snooker commentary. That'd be boring as shit. And here we have Alex Magos. He takes the first hold, approaching the second hold. <laughs> <laughs> oh no th- my favourite commentary was one of the uh, the IFSC comps years ago where Sean McCall was uh, he was climbing and he was I think he'd done really badly in the bouldering round before and he kind of had some ground to make up on the lead mm-hmm. 
And I, I, as far as I remember, I think Leeds was kind of where he was hoping to do well. And he hadn't done great in it so far. And at one point he ended up, I think he ended up Zed clipping. And the commentator, in the middle of the competition now. Just the, quickly. Yeah. I think we've explained it before, but once again, what's Zed clipping? Brent, thanks for adding structure to my life. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're lead climbing, um, you start at the base of the chosen wall. Just say it's an indoor wall. You climb up and you clip the clips as they come up. But say you clip into a clip. Yeah. And then you see another clip above you, your head in reach. Okay. You reach down below, because maybe it's far away, the one above you, that you want to clip is far below. So you reach far down below, and you take the rope, not from directly at your waist, but you take it from below... The last clip. The clip. last clip, yeah. Okay. So the rope is then traveling from your waist down to the clip that you previously clipped, yeah. up to the next clip, the highest clip, and then down to the lowest clip, or down to the B layer. Yeah. And that and it forms a Z, hence Z clipping. Um, and there's all sorts of rules in IFSC, and I'm potentially going to get some of these wrong. But apparently, if you backclip in an IFSC comp, that's it. You have to come down. There's no fix it or whatever. If you backclip, yeah, okay. But if you Z clip, apparently there's a there is a correct way to undo it, which is instead of undoing the higher clip, you undo the lower clip and then reclip and then reclip it correctly. And that that is allowed. You can do that. Ah, okay. So what happened was <laughs> Sean McCall Z clipped at a really tough time, a really tough moment in the uh, climb. And you can just see him kind of, it's just something switches in his head. <laughs> and he just goes, oh, fuck this, I'm going. He unclips the other one, reclips it, and just beasts through the rest of the climb. And gets, I think he, he didn't top it now, but he came like second highest to top or, you know, very close to top. Yeah. Second highest on the leaderboard on that climb. And you can see the commentator going, oh, and he, he didn't do very well in the bouldering. And it's a disaster continuing with the Z clip. And it's like very much kind of dramming it up. And then he just fucking beasts the whole climb. <laughs> it's brilliant. They're just talking shit about him. <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I think the the thing that like I don't think I've said clip too much, but I think yeah. the one of the reasons behind it is clipping to the next clip too early. Yeah. So being a bit too panicked uh, and, yeah. and going to clip, you shouldn't definitely not for the first three clips of an indoor or any. Well, I suppose indoors, outdoors is different. They could be further apart, but indoors you shouldn't clip the first kind of three early at all because you can hit the deck from well from some of the. Some well, I would say. The exception to that is the very first clip. Clip yeah. that as soon as you can. Yeah, I like if it's a steep route where I could fall off. I sometimes pre-clip. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if, if I if I if I think I'm gonna fall, I'll, off. I'll do that outdoors as well. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'll pre- stand at the base of the wall and jump up and throw a nut in a crack if I have to. Yeah, I, I've done the uh, I've done the silly rope swinging thing. I've, yeah, I've yeah. done everything just to get get the first bit of safety <laughs> in. You know? Yeah, there's no there's no awards for fucking you know the first clip. Do you know? Yeah. Like fucking clip it and Fuck then it, come back up, down, yeah. have a sandwich. Who yeah, is yeah. she? Yeah, yeah. Do you know you're not you're not a hero for uh, for for clipping the force and while you're burling out on lead. You yeah, know? fuck it. Get more stuff in. Get more routes done. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Uh, there's there's plenty of cases with people decking from uh, steep uh, first clips and hurting themselves badly. Yeah, especially absolutely. because generally when people are sport climbing, they don't wear helmets. So if you're on a, a steep sporty one and you fall at the first clip, you're gonna hurt your head. Yeah. So you know. Don't have any pride about getting the first clip in. Yeah, do it. yeah. Stick clipping. Ethics, cheat ethics, stick. Cheat ethics, stick. ethics are for one clip off the ground. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah once you're past the first clip, who gives a shit? Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> that was... This devious uh, look in your eyes. This is going to be a good segment. Uh, <laughs> me, me and McGovern were walking around Margaret Left and there's a, a famous wall where all the really, really hard stuff is. Yeah. And I can't remember the name of the route at all. But uh, I went up. I just wanted to see what the start of a nine A felt like. Yeah. 
but just to feel the first holes, I wasn't pulling on. I what we didn't have our gear with us. I was wearing runners. Do you know? Yeah. I just wanted to see what the holes felt like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know, I don't know why. Just oh, absolutely, yeah, hundred yeah. uh, percent. And uh, so, at this particular wall, you need to stand on a cheap pile to yeah. get to get onto the first hold. Yeah, and uh, I, I went up, had a look, stood on the cheap pile, fell off the cheap pile. <laughs> And walked away. <laughs> it's not for me. So technically, I've next fought, year. Technically, I've fallen off a nine A. Oh man, when you've blown your onslaught. Yeah. <laughs> someone, someone asks you, "What's your highest game?" Oh well, I didn't quite get that nine A. So I guess it has to be a eight C. Yeah, D- I, I have a DN- DNF on a nine A. DNF. Dog. I, I think it was like nine A or eight C or something. Something way, 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 way. Above. I've just, I've just noticed something that's really going to trigger me for the rest of the podcast. It's not related to climbing at all, but looking at your headphones, I can see. The left and the right letters to indicate which ear is which on your headphones because I'm facing opposite you. They're the wrong ears. <laughs> Do I have it on backwards? No, you don't. Your left ear is on your left ear, but to me, it's on my right. My, le- my left ear is on my left ear. That's good. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm glad that's still the case. <laughs> Sorry, it's just going to annoy the shit out of me. Um, we actually got a really good question during the week, though. Someone sent in a question and uh, they wanted to know uh, how damaged does a cam have to be? before you stop using it and then they were like oh i'm sorry that's probably a shit question do you don't have to talk about it and it's like no that's actually a really good question that's a brilliant question yeah, yeah. so well don't it's, don't, so, it's something i've never actually even had asked or yeah. heard anyone talk about before. yeah not, not necessarily just a cam but how damaged does a piece of gear have to be before you stop using it yeah that's an interesting one because something that okay we're going we're going straight back into you know climbing bullshit myths that we're busting but Something that I've always heard is like Dyneema lasts X number of years and nylon lasts X number of years and ropes last X number of years and mm-hmm. metal lasts X number of years. And, you know, I always think that's bullshit. It depends how much you use it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. if you have a if you have a, a, a rope that you're using, you know, twice a year on ice and I've got, you know, a rope that I'm using uh, every week in a sandy kind of dusty environment yeah that rope's gonna be fucked yeah like all of that sand gets stuck in the rope becomes yeah. an abrasive and then ruins the, the sheet yeah. or or if you even coil it properly and look after it, properly wash it regularly yeah versus not doing that yeah yeah, yeah. no there's, pl- there's plenty of reasons why a rope will last you like you know 30 years of yeah uh, well maybe not 30 but you, you know, i suppose you could hey, yeah but like yeah if you <laughs> use it once at christmas every year you hermetically sealed it in a uv proof box but yeah but i mean yeah but you see there was like there was tests done a while ago on um on uh, metal carabiners um as opposed to plastic carabiners on uh, beaners where they were loaded at below their max breaking strength mm-hmm. a couple hundred times say and then pulled to destruction and they failed below their max point and it was just metal fatigue over time okay and you would look at these and you could never know they've been used, you know. You'd oh. never know what so they level were, of use they, have. So they were stressed multiple times yeah. below their, their rating, rating, rate, rating, rated breaking point. Yeah. And then, and then brought to their brought to a, their, a breaking point. Yeah. And the breaking point they broke at was below what they were rated to. Mad. So say, I, I can't remember the figures exactly, but say they're rated to 22 kilonewtons. They were stressed to say... 18 kilonewtons like 200 times and then pulled to destruction and they failed at say 20 kilonewtons that's a really really good experiment yeah it's really clever yeah can, uh, can I say it can I say microfractures don't you fucking yeah. do <laughs> <laughs> I've said it now I'm not taking it back oh god but like but 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 uh, that's a really good question like how, how damaged does a piece of gear have to be before I would throw it off my rack but now after you've told me about that experiment, everything I know or believed is, is mm. semi out the window. Well, it's not necessarily microfractures, it's metal fatigue. Yeah, no, I know it's not microfractures. Yeah. I, I, 
I did the tour in DMM and he kind of said, yeah, well, with the aluminium we use, we don't get micro fractures. Yeah. And sorry to stress, this was, this was a carabiner being loaded two or three times the amount you'll ever actually put on it in normal use hundreds of times. Mm-hmm. This isn't a case of, oh, this carabiner has been falling on load, so I'm going to bin it. It's not like that. It's, you know, this carabiner has seen 200 fall factor twos with an elephant. Okay, I'm going to bin it now. You know, yeah. it's 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 still, a very, you know, that's just to show that, though, that there is there is stuff that affects your gear, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like to, like a couple of hundred twenty kilonewton falls. Uh, yeah. You're, you're not going to even survive no, a, few, no, a, few, a few of them anyway. You're not going to survive two of them. Yeah. <laughs> One of them. Um, but, so uh, that, that's really interesting. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Um, so with the, so let's say you've got some cams, mm-hmm. it's been lying around the house for, or let's say you've bought some cams off yeah. uh, eBay or whatever. Yeah. They're a little bit old, a couple of old wild country friends. Oh God. And uh, <laughs> they're uh, they're looking a bit worse for wear. What, yeah. what, what, at what point do you go? Uh, do well, it, it's, it's kind of a controversial opinion and definitely the wrong thing I would say. But, I would argue that it depends how hard you're, you're climbing. You know, if you're only going to use them for setting up top rope anchors or for um, punting up the odd V diff or you know five seven or five six at the weekend, where you're probably not going to fall anyway or not have a big huge fall, probably you get more use out of them. Whereas if this is going to be right, we're going up, uh, we're going up this big hard project, this five nineteen F or whatever mm-hmm. that you're going to fall off, you know, hundreds of times onto the same bit of gear over and over, then it's more likely to fail. So I would say. It kind of depends what level of use you want to get out of them and how, how likely are you to actually fall on this. So I would say for, for a lot of stuff, second-hand gear is actually fine, specifically yeah. metal gear like nuts or cams. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the slings on those cams, but you can always get them re-slung. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say it's, you know, in my opinion, if, if a piece of gear passes initial function check, you know, the lobes move freely or, you know, the nut slides up and down the wire and there's no major bends, I would say it's fine to use. Yes, that was a loud silence. Wasn't it? <laughs> I think you disagree, do you? Uh, I, I think it's definitely controversial. Yeah. That point. I, yeah. I, I like it, though. I like it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think because that's really hard to, to judge, yeah. to quantify. Yeah. Do you know, am I climbing harder than this limit that Paddy set on, you know, yeah, arbitrarily, yeah. you know? Yeah. Is this above the I suppose you'd know it yourself if it's your own gear you make that decision and your own level of comfort on a certain grade of difficulty yeah you make that decision yourself I suppose if I was taking big huge obviously yeah taking big huge whippers on a big multi-pitch on L cap you know some cutting edge thing I'd probably want the the newest shiniest loveliest unsullied lobes you know yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's actually something Andy Kirkpatrick talked about a while ago in one of his books he was saying if he's heading up a big new route or a route he's never done an L cap he'd probably go out and buy a new rope specifically with the mentality of well I want a nice clean fresh rope I'd only be thinking about all the other falls I've had in this for turning a big wall I like that I and you say do you know what I don't want I don't want to be worrying about oh I remember there was a nick there a while ago that I forgot about or whatever yeah. when he's in the middle of some mad A5 or A4 yeah, plus yeah. solo section of Sea of Dreams he's going jeez that nick was pretty bad you know I have heard that when you're when you're sicking in a route on someone else's rope and oh, I fucking it, hate it maybe like <laughs> two metres up the rope there's a there's a nice little uh, furry bit staring you in the eye I've heard that that's pretty bad there's actually something that happened to me a while ago. Was I, was cl- I was climbing with someone about two years ago. And uh, we were out for a day doing multi-pitches. Um, we did a couple in a day, which is rare for me because we got past two o'clock and I hadn't bailed yet. So I don't know what was going on. But we <laughs> we, we were there and, and like two metres up the middle of their... Or two metres up the end of their rope from my end, the one I was heading, I saw Nick 
I was like, oh, Jesus, I hate this. I hate this. What am I going to do? So, uh, so I, um, I kind of, uh, oh, I've really got to sneeze. It's really fucking annoying me. So, so I ignored it, put it at the back of my mind, and then said, all right, I'll, I'll ignore this. I'll keep going. And then, uh, no, this is about two years ago, mind you. And then got to the end of the day, and they're like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, you're putting a bit of a bit of a nick in the end of the rope there, about a meter from the end. It's just disconcerting when you're second it up. You might want to chop that there. It's pretty significant. And they came out, oh, God, yeah, 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 geez, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, yeah, fuck, yeah, I'll do that, I'll do that, I'll do that. And then I ended up just, by chance, not climbing with them for about a year and a half. <laughs> about two weeks ago, I climbed with them again. <laughs> and I saw the same nick on the same rope on pretty much the exact same section of rock. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? This is still here. <laughs> and I said, I was like, yeah, you might want to cut that nick off at the end of the day again. And they're like, oh, God, yeah, 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 I must do it, I must do it. I was like, no, you fucking won't. <laughs> you don't want to chop this off at all. <laughs> You'd have to chop it off yourself, just slightly. You just know, slightly, chop, just, chop, yeah, chop just, a little bit off. just, yeah, just, just tie in, tie in with a huge amount of tail left and then just chop it off when they're not looking, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, fuck's sake, this, but it's, yeah, I'd forgotten about it until I was, until I was seconding up the route or whatever. I think I was actually on lead when I noticed it the second mm-hmm. time. And I was oh, like, oh, that's, fuck's that's sake. awful. That was hurts, having, yeah. having something like that in your head yeah. when you're, when you're leading. It's you not know. fun, no, it's not fun at all. Uh, what about, so, um, nuts, what, would there be any, Anything that would put you off using using the nut. So the only thing I would say is um, if the wire is extremely kinked, mm-hmm. very badly kinked. Um, one thing I don't like when I see on a nut is you know like the individual little wires. Yeah. They'll poke out. If that happens, that's when I that's when I I will get rid of a nut then. Yeah. Because I'm always kind of thinking, well, it only costs a couple of quid. It's actually a relatively cheap piece of gear to buy yeah, individually. It's probably like a tenner for or twelve euros. A, ten, or a tenner, yeah. yeah. And like a bomber nut should be bomber. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be going. Oh, but that's actually one of my bad nuts. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't use that. Anchor. I'll, I'll leave that on the leader's rack because I'm going to be sitting on the anchor. So I want to look at the good nut. You know? Yeah. So I'm always going to say no for that. I would replace a nut if it gets damaged. Second reason I replace a nut: any kind of corrosion whatsoever. Just I ditch it. That's it. Yeah, um, I've I've got one that uh, I've got one sitting in my my collection there. That's it's a burly fella. It's like made by Camp, I think, or one of mm-hmm. those guys. And the, the wire on it, you could hold up a fucking suspension bridge yeah, yeah. with it. It's a big thick fucker. It's a little bit of rust on it, but I'm I'm okay with it because <laughs> it did the. the, the, the the cable is just such a fucking phenomenally big fucking thing. Like, it's overkill, industrial-sized fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of like, yeah, I kind of still trust it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> We're contradicting ourselves big No, man. well, no, I can disagree. I, I can definitely disagree with you, and you can disagree with me. No, like, there is... Not, there, not allowed to disagree with me, but you have to agree with me. There is a, there is probably a level of corrosion that is... Yeah. I, I'd probably... Uh, I'd probably limit myself at you. Know? For me, that level is Annie. <laughs> <laughs> and he crows and I'm like nah fuck this I think that should be everyone's uh, yeah probably, every, probably. everyone's limit yeah now with this one this one I'm quite do you know what man it's the same size as the other reds I have I have like a standard red DMM walnut I have a red offset and then this fella just when nothing else fits in the, in around that size hmm. he just goes in just goes just, in he's far do you know that fucking black diamond fatness Hmm. Do you know that? Like they're shy for oh, it's it. a black diamond nut. No, it's not. It's oh a, thank it's, god! Oh sorry, yeah, it's, so it's a, sim- yeah, it's a sorry, similar, yeah. similar kind of shape, but uh, no, that kind of they don't work for anything. Hmm. But then when they do, they're fucking class. Yeah. Oh, I have seen them. They've got ridges on them and stuff. No. No. Okay. No. Never mind. Doing no, this. Let's let's, let's let's pass that. Let's back up. Um, Cut the- but but uh, yeah, it was a while ago. One of my mates, he was uh, climbing um, an E two that actually fell off a good while ago. Uh, Nasher. 
and it's a particularly jagged crack. Oh, by fell off, you mean the whole... Oh, the root fell off, the roof yeah, fell sorry, off, yeah. yeah. And where were you on that day? I, I have a very reliable alibi. Ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was watching Netflix. <laughs> um, but um, but uh, we were doing it a couple of weeks before it came off. We were messing around. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, he, he ended up uh, taking a couple of falls on it halfway up. And the crack itself is pretty horrible, as the root name suggests. It's Nasher. Um, and he ended up pulling one of the slings of his cams over a bit of an edge and kind of a little bit a little bit mangled it. Mm-hmm. And I looked at it and it's kind of like, oh man, yes, you might want to get that re-slung. That looks a bit squiffy. And he was like, yeah, it does, but it's probably going to be fine because, you know, it's like, you know, I if it was a sling, I'd replace it, but it's a cam, so it's too much. I'm not going to replace a cam. And I was going... Yeah, but the the bit of the the bit of the cam you don't like because it's damaged is the sling. Yeah, so uh, that's an important part. And you were saying if this was a sling, if I saw that damage on a sling, I'd bin the sling. Yeah. So you're only not damaging it because you don't want to spend the money on a new cam. And I was like, man, just send it back to Wales. DMM will re-sling him. Yeah. <laughs> or he still are, he didn't. He still hasn't. <laughs> or you could go super fucking cowboy and just, and just bang, bang a bit of cord through. Yeah, it. yeah. yeah I'd, man, I'd prefer that over what he has, but yeah. He hasn't done it, won't do it. I don't know. John I think he just... John, John name and shaving? Uh, no, I don't give Handy any more shit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's not Handy, though. No, it's it? actually not even Handy. I, I think I know who it was. Didn't uh, he mangle a cam on... Like, wasn't the... Lo- was that the time the lobes were all mangled on that? No, no, that was someone else. That was okay. someone else. It was actually the same, same green cam, same placement, I'd imagine. Yeah. But it wasn't that one. No, it wasn't. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't the OG rope daddy. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's best that route did fall down. It seems to have caused a lot of uh, gear damage. Yeah, 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 and it's it was a horrible climb as well. Oh, did you see? Um, there's another classic in 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 our local crag uh, that everyone likes. It's, it's the only decent bit of hand jam and left after the Nasher fell down. Yeah, yeah. And uh, someone did the kind deed of, um, and it wasn't you this time of pulling uh, pulling a lump off the climb. I saw that as well, actually. Yeah. And they put posted about it on Facebook as they should. And as always, people who haven't climbed a route in twenty years decided to uh, have a little bit of a bitch about it. It's a tiny little. It's a tiny. I. I I'm actually wondering if this is the case all over the world. So if it is, let let us know. Give us a, give us a quick message um, if you've experienced this in your own local crag. Cause, because I'm sure there is local kind of politics in, in, in all uh, the local climbing areas. But yeah, so um, the thing was loose. Loose I, as fuck. Oh, it was shit. Like, it was horrible. It, it was just everyone was too lazy to pull it off. So it was about an inch thick. And about two foot long and about an inch out from the wall. Yeah. It was horrible. Yeah. You would not have slung it. You have not have put gear behind it. Yeah. I'd say if I leant on it, it would have come off. If I'd have stood on it, it would have exploded. Oh, if you'd have looked at it, it'd fall. If I'd have looked at it, it would have come off. Yeah. It was it was it was known if it was in America, the ethic would have been to put a big X on it. Yeah. Yeah. It it was not even a hold, not even anything you could use, something you just had to be aware of. And yeah. Person person who took it off did an absolute service. Yeah, fair play. Good call. Yeah. I, and then so they, they put up a post about it and they got some abuse and generally the abuse went along the lines of um Oh, you didn't need to pull that off. It wasn't loose. It fucking was. If you can uh, pull it off, it's loose. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, the root's harder now. For some reason, that is has to be considered when pulling loose stuff off. Yeah. Oh, oh, I shouldn't pull this off. Someone mightn't be able to do the root now. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Well, you know, that, that was something I always thought. I was like, the root's harder now. Well, it's physically harder, but the root's fucking safer because there's less loose shit on it. <laughs> Yeah. So the, the root's the, better. The, the root is what it is now. Yeah, it, it, like, does, it doesn't matter what it, what it was what it was before. Yeah. I mean, a hundred years ago there was no root because it was a big granite hill. Yeah, 
Do you know? But like things the al- change. The alternative of saying, "Oh, don't pull stuff off. Don't take loose stuff off roots, because it makes the grade harder," is saying, "Well, I'd rather when this hole goes, it takes a person with it." <laughs> that's kind you know of what I mean? that's kind of what they're saying, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, like fuck that bullshit. It's a tra- it's a trade route. It's a route that's done all the fucking time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, Super I'm, easy, well-protected, most climbed route in that crag. I'm pretty surprised not more of the underneath of that has, has been pulled off. Yeah. Uh, there's there's more. There's a couple of more loose ones. Above it, everything that was loose is gone. Yeah. It's pretty clean, pretty nice, but yeah. that was the last couple of bits of, but like, bits I'm, of loose I'm actually there. thinking about it. I'm shocked it lasted that long. lasted that long. Yeah. That route probably gets yeah. done 200 times a year, I'd say. Yeah, I do I do it a few times a year. Like, I, I know, I, I've I, never got it clean, so I can't say shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. We were saying earlier about uh, trying not to repeat routes, but that is one that I will. I'll, I'll generally at the start of the year, I'll gauge how good I'm going if I can get up that thing. Yeah. Um, and usually, I'm not going that good. <laughs> oh no, Brent! I've seen you cruise that thing. Um, do you know I've never seconded a clean? Really? Yeah. You've only let a clean. Yeah. <laughs> is it weird that I can easily relate to that? <laughs> it's ridiculous, isn't it? That's yeah. a stupid thing. No, I, I completely get that. Yeah. Uh, the, the similar-ish finger jamming climb in the upper section, I've never seconded that clean. Ah. Uh, but I've led it clean loads of times. It's that, it's that extra 10% you get from the lead, isn't it? You I, know? I wonder if it's that or I'm whenever I'm doing it, I'm going, why the fuck did they place a piece of gear here so I have to stop right when they're feeling scared and pumped this and then have to true. fiddle it out. And if they're a different size from you, well, look, you probably don't have that problem and I don't generally too much. I don't know, Brad, I've never met someone as big as me. No, but we're... T- we're <laughs> <laughs> we're we're both tall. I think for shorter yeah. for shorter climbers, like there was um, Gar Ebbs was climbing in Fairhead with a with a girl called Ronnie. She's a good bit short. Gar's like six foot fucking I don't know seven 12. or something. He's huge, <laughs> and Ronnie's like quite short. So yeah. uh, she was trying to take out his gear. Well, obviously he was placing the gear from a ledge. Mm. She'd have to do like three moves to get to <laughs> to take the gear out. So you're under pressure then. Yeah, you know that's I mean? that, that, that's tougher. Yeah, you're like locked into fucking some that's horrible, horrible sequence then trying to yeah. get this gear out. You know that's some then, lurch is put in. Yeah, and then mid sequence you're trying to get the gear out. Then yeah, yeah that sucks. Yeah. Um, what were we shouting on about before that? The, gear and cams. I went to retire it. Uh, ropes generally, if I if I have any doubt, I chop a bit off or yeah. I get rid of it. Whatever. Yeah. Like it's a fuck it. It's only money. Uh, cams the last you'll know if there's something wrong for me I'll know like twists in the fucking metal work like twists in the lobes the lobes aren't moving freely for me uh, the wires are all fucked although the wires can be replaced yeah uh, the sling re-sling it nuts yeah as long as it's not super rusty yeah well for me like I would always say let's let's break it down to ropes nuts and cams okay actually no sorry let's break it down for us ropes nuts cams and slings Slings, I would always say, relatively for how much use you get out of them, how much you use them, and how useful they are, they're dirt cheap. Mm-hmm. Considering what they can do, yeah. they cost nothing. Yeah. If I even get a little bit of damage or nick, fuzziness, generally I'm okay, as long as it's not a mad amount, but any kind of nick or serious breakage of the cords or the strains or strands, mm-hmm. I'll ditch a sling. No yeah. problem about it. I have a million uses for rope that's strong, or for bits of cord and tat that are strong. Um, I'll turn it into something for clipping with a water bottle or some shit, which is one put on my rack. Uh, nuts again yeah unless the wires are super damaged or the little pokey bits aren't coming out I'll keep them cams uh, if ever you're not sure just send it back to the manufacturer and get it re-slung because they'll only re-sling it if they think it's safe mm-hmm. so it's essentially you're getting a brand new cam then for a fraction of the cost Yeah. Um, and ropes I will always be super cautious of ropes because that's the one thing that's keeping you tied on 
that's keeping you stuck on. They're also a little more complex on the inside as well. You can't really see what's going on. Yeah. You can tell by doing little tests and stuff, but yeah. even then... You can't see. You kind of can't see it. You don't know what's happening. And like, what would you rather have fail when you're going climbing? A sling, a rope, a nut, or a cam? It's your it's your single point. It's yeah. this. It's the one thing that ties you on and connects you to the rock. If that goes, you have zero redundancy. No amount of secondary quads or backed up nuts or stacked cams or whatever the fuck you're doing is going to make a difference if your rope fails that's it and it, I know ropes are super unlikely to fail it is rare yeah. and even if an abused rope is not going to fail but for me I'm always like you know what I'm not going to risk it I don't want to be the statistic yeah I don't want to be the guy that books the trend you know <laughs> yeah. I actually I once retired a rope um, patient one you know I, I once retired a rope after a particularly bad fall uh, I was climbing in France and took a winger pulled off a loose block on some lost chassis limestone tower took a winger and I'd say I had about 10, 15 metres of slack out and it took about a 10, 15 metre fall. Fucking really, man. really sore, really uncomfortable. And uh, I ended up pulling the rope over this big, massive edge. Like really, really, it was like a big slopey edge, but it was just really, really, the rope, the rope travelled a huge amount on it. Hmm. And like my rope went from being like relatively okay to I'd say about four or five metres of it being very, very fuzzy. Yeah. And it just, that section of the rope felt physically different to the rest of the rope. Oh, and I remember thinking, like... You think because it, stre- it stretched a lot on the inside? I think just because it got rolled and pulled and just pulled over an edge. And I remember thinking, like, it actually looks fine. I've seen ropes like this before. But the fact that this one section right in the middle of my rope is way worse than all the rest of my rope. i kind of a bit like, fuck, what should I do here? And I remember thinking, there's no point in me being freaked and stressed out for the rest of this holiday. I'll just drive 20 minutes to Decathlon and buy another rope for... 60 pence or something <laughs> and yeah, just make yeah, it, you know? you just go and buy and you're up for like 70 euro or something to be yeah. but then that evening in the campsite we were staying in there was like some performing trapeze uh, artist clown guy and he swapped me the old rope for a six pack of beer so it was all wins <laughs> he was like I will make uh, uh, how do you say a uh, slack line out of this <laughs> and I was like cool man Jeez, that story took such a fucking turn. I, right? I was not ready for that. <laughs> some sorry, hand to God, true story, true story. lining trapeze performing clown. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was like a campsite for like you your rope for some beer. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I've well, got it there. Oh, I went up to him and I was like, hey, "Man, uh, I, I've got this rope. I don't want to just throw it out." But I saw you were using climbing ropes and like rigging slack lines earlier. And he was like, "Yeah, I'd, I'd love to have it, deals, deals." And then later on, like just came over, and was like, "Oh, I, if you want to give it to me, yeah, I'll take it." And I gave me some beer, and he gave me a big six pack of beer. So, Unreal. yeah, yeah, that's a good story. I like it kind of made me. It, it, I was like, I made the right call. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I wonder. Uh, I wonder if the slack line held up. <laughs> I, I don't fucking know. I hope it wasn't highlighting with that thing anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I would always just summarize about if you're really, really worried about is your gear going to last, uh, either send it back to the manufacturer if it's calm to get it reslung, or just retire it. There's no point. No point in freaking out about gear and not wondering. Yeah. If you've only second outs, just fucking ditch it. Yeah, that's the safest thing to do, I think. Yeah, it can be hard, like when you're when you like at the start when you've like if you've no money for fucking loads of gear and stuff. And yeah, you're kind of hemming and hawing. And, well, uh, I mean, at the start, it's only going to be when you're doing it for a good while and your gear's starting to get some serious yeah. use, you know. Yeah, or yeah, exactly. something gone wrong, like a chopped rope or a fucking damaged thing from something falling or pulling over an edge, you know, which is I think part of the learning experience. Yeah, I, I think I think it is like even if you are tight on money, it is better to just fucking yeah. You're better off just fucking not going climbing on chick gear than, yeah, than, than yeah, risking it on. And, and like when you're starting climbing, you're going to be kind of a bit more cautious and you're probably going to throw out gear that later on in your experienced climbing life, you're going to go, actually, this is fine for this particular use or that particular use, right. you know? And it's better off learning that when you're starting off to say, yeah, I'm not going to use this because it's dodgy. 
you know but what i would what i would definitely advise against is keeping it on your rack and having in the back of your mind that yeah this gear is not my good bit of gear because it's once been done something or something's happened or blah 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 like don't keep it with the intention of remembering oh this is some way got a black mark on its record i, I actually have an extender like that oh jesus yeah i'm gonna i now that you say it, i'm gonna fucking get rid of it uh, <laughs> just give it to me i'll look after him don't worry uh, about it McGovern's mining an extender for me as well so yeah. I'm gonna, oh, he's okay. mining a lot of gear for a lot of people <laughs> yeah he's, he's, he's mining a couple of bits but, <laughs> the other day i was with him and he wanted to bank some some peg in on some route and i was like i was like oh fuck actually McGovern, i'm actually forgetting my gree oh fuck i'll just get in an atc or whatever and we were putting in some peg and uh, he's like oh i've got a spare gree here actually it's like oh you've got two he's like no i just found it <laughs> i don't know whose it is and i was like yeah man i know exactly whose it is now it's yours yeah. <laughs> robin gear <laughs> magpie who the fuck has a spare grigri in their back that they didn't know was there like come here speaking of uh speaking of gear um i just have a good question for you the other day so okay just bomber gear kind of at the start you i think i don't know if this is true but like uh, uh, one of the things that kind of spurred you on uh, at the start was making your own gear yeah was <clears> 3D, <throat> 3d printing some some very cool looking hexes and nuts and stuff yeah yeah um what bit of gear would you like to... Like, if you were manufacturing gear, like, could be soft goods or hard goods. Yeah. Or anything, or fucking bags or helmets. Yeah. Or climbing shoes. What would you like to make? What would you like to manufacture? Do I have to just pick one thing? Yeah. Yeah, go on. Oh, fuck. Pick one thing. There's th- there is two parts to this question, so you might be able to expand on... on okay. Um, I definitely like to make protection. Active climbing protection. Yeah. Active. Oh, sorry, when I say act, as in, as in gear that's used specifically to protect people, not like slings because you can have them in anchors or whatever. I mean, like, I'd like to make something like either nuts cams or hexes or whatever, but I'd also like to make helmets. Hmm. Why, why, why would you like, like, why, what makes you think you'd like to make helmets? What, think... what would you, actually, this, I'm going to throw in the second part to the question because this might actually help you okay. um, answer the first one. I get really excited. This is a great question. Oh my gosh. What bit of gear would you like to improve? Ooh. Wow, that's a really. So I think that could go along with the first question in that, like, if you are manufacturing gear, you're going to be doing it with the idea that you're going to be able to make something that you're making better than Black Diamond, which shouldn't be too hard. Yeah, Um, their gear's shite. Yeah. You'd want to be competing with uh, DMM and that, so you're going to make something, you're going to try and improve on their design. So how would you do that? Okay. Without giving away too many trade secrets now, because this could be be us when we get uh, get thrown off Spotify. So one thing. I really, really don't like about climbing and climbing gear specifically. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna say my, my answer to the first part of the question is cams. I love cams. Yeah, I think they're really cool. I like the mechanical aspect and the engineering aspect behind them. Even just as objects, I like having old or like vintage cams. I got a couple of vintage cams I bought off eBay just to have. Class. Uh, yeah, I remember I. I'll tell that a bit later. But yeah, I, old cams. I love them. I think they look cool, and mm-hmm. I think it's so interesting. But like some dude who was an engineer who was like, I don't want to be an engineer, made them. So I love them. So cams are what I want to make. But what I really don't like about it is there's all these patents for designs for them. Oh, okay. So, like, you know the way Black Diamond had their, like, they were the first company to come out with dual-axle cams, yeah. and they had, like, the dual-axle design, and there was all this advantages to it, an increase in range, and now it's got, like, this also the passive aspect and all this shit. And then they were, like, having the extending sling option with, like, the, the basket hitch, and then DMM came up with, like, the thumb loop and, and all that shit, which, like, you know, doesn't decrease the strength, but also gives you the extending ability and all this shit. Mm-hmm. Um. But there's all these, like, I think there's, like, loads of different cams have loads of different features. But I'd love to have one cam that has the features of everything. 
you know so like obviously totem again is another another cam design that has patents on specific and particular ways and how it works i think there's like potentially a really cool design for a cam out there that does everything like a like a you know something with a narrow head like a totem but some kind of weird extender like a dmm and then some kind of weird dual axle design like a like a black diamond uh camelot or something and or like and hollow axles like a wild country the new wild country friends and all that shit and yeah. i think and you know like the the kind of the weird fucking hexagonal or, or cross-sectional fucking groove design that the dmm dragon twos have and all the shit i think it'd be like a really cool like way you could bring all those design elements together in some kind of franken cam and that'd be cool i'd love to do that <laughs> But it'd never work. <laughs> so essentially, just take all the best bits of all the cams in the world and yeah. So rather than actually come up with any innovation, I just Steve Jobs it. You know, just steal other people's designs, put them together. Do Do you think um, Do you think there's a bit of gear out there that has yet to be designed? So what I mean by that is, so um, instead of improving on cams or nuts, we've got ball nuts, we've got fucking uh, hexes got those big bros is that what they're called big bros uh, big bros big, big bros yeah big bros um is there something out there yet to be designed that could be used in rock climbing so a completely different um i would or do you argue, think we peaked we've got we've got peak, peak see, climbing gear. See, here's the thing i would argue yeah there is there, there is uh, uh, there, there, there is, is an, something out there yeah yeah so there's like three there's like there's like two so okay so like all gear you place goes on cracks right mm-hmm but it used to be that like all gear you went got placed in constricting cracks. And then people come up with like hexes and tetons and all that shit. And then I was like, okay, now we can place gear in parallel cracks. Is the teton the T-shaped yeah. weird thing that is yeah. like kind of terrifying? It's it's basically a piece of an I-beam that's been chopped off. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's genuinely where the design came from. Yeah, I have a I have a picture. I, have oh, an old, I thought you said you were going to have one right there. I was like, no fucking way. No, <laughs> no, I have an old mountaineering book from like the 70s. And it mm. like it barely mentions belay devices. It actually says, belay devices may be handy. <laughs> <laughs> But not necessary in the mountains. Oh my god, that's uh, making me lightheaded. But yeah, it has. A, it's, it's actually the book is written by some lord or other. You know, that's fucking brilliant. Uh, yes, and Sir Bales lots. Uh, then I get my sherpas to bring my my tea chest up the mountain. Uh, but yeah, they um, they, they, they mention a lot of the old school gear. No so way. those those T shaped T shaped bits of gear and all, all the weird stuff yeah, yeah a lot a lot of talk of pitons and stuff back yeah. then you know that's crazy but uh yeah so you were saying so i think i think like we used to have like a mentality where oh uh, like gear goes in constricting cracks and then gear goes in certain types of parallel mm-hmm. cracks and then there was like cams came out and it's like now we can easily protect parallel cracks it was like a big huge shift and then there was like then there was like the addition of rubber and then there was like a, you know dynamic ropes and all this shit came along so like i don't know what the next thing is going to be but i think it's going to be somehow protecting stuff on face climbs that maybe have like very thin or very very flared or very not deep cracks and somehow protecting those with like i don't know hooks or some shit or i think there's some crazy there's some new crazy piece of gear out there that we just haven't envisioned yet and it's like you know if you'd have tried to explain how a cam works to like Hmm. you know some you know pre pre fucking clean climbing mountaineer in the 60s to them like oh that's ridiculous you never get that in the tea chest and then he would be like no and back to his pitons you know yeah i think there is some device out there we just haven't thought of yet and it will be considered cheating once it comes out. and as soon as it comes out it'll be considered cheating oh i won't be using that now that's cheating that's new age hippies yeah yeah Uh, yeah so i can't wait till that's us though i like that idea though the the so unprotected slabs um, yeah. without having to put a bolt in you yeah you'd have some kind of pump action sucker thing yeah yeah exactly or like you know like some kind of thing that like you're like you're like 
yeah, it just like it hooks onto some tiny little crimp or something or whatever. Yeah, or like a removable copperhead or something. I don't know. There's gonna be some weird fucking design. Yeah. You know. But it, have you ever seen those like guys in like the old in like the quarry or the local crag? Uh, and they're like the old leather swami belts and the old ropes or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. And like everyone's looking at them. All the new climbers are looking at them like, oh my god, like he's climbing in dubs because an old tennis shoes and they have all this like old crazy gear. And I'm looking at those guys like those guys are badass. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, they're doing easy routes, but they're just having a good time. They're cool. Yeah. I can't wait till that's me. Like you know, and everyone will be there. Like they're Grigory plus twenty, and you know all they're like you know ultra like you know. Wi-Fi enabled ropes and like people, people, people be looking at me, be like, "Oh my God, look at that! His his belay device doesn't even have Bluetooth. He's so crazy. <laughs> his harness isn't even anti gravity. It's made out of nylon." <laughs> and they're looking at me and you, like we're fucking mentally something. Be like, "Yeah, you fucking new school climbers. I can't wait." You know, we're like sixty and seventy. He's still drunk and he's climbing. <laughs> That's how we used to do it. Um, there, there is a thing though. I will say about some of that stuff. I think if. I think if you haven't changed your gear yeah. in that long and you haven't changed your approach to climbing in that long, I think you're a danger. I think you're probably a danger. I, I Because things have changed in terms of safety, in yeah. terms of how you use the systems, how you use your gear. And as much as I look at them and go, oh, that's cool, those old dudes are out climbing. And I hope that someone looks at me like that. But I, I'd want them to look at me and go, Oh, that old dude's out climbing but he's being fucking super safe and he's using the uh, kind of modern techniques and yeah. he's, he's, he's approaching he's, it in a modern way rather than being stuck in some fucking yeah, I, yeah. I, and I know I mean Jeez, Brent, you brought me down so fast <laughs> <laughs> you fucking Captain Bringdown um, <laughs> and, and I know like you, you could say fucking you know all those systems that they used back then yeah. oh yeah if you do it right it's all safe and all that but there's better, ways, there's better ways of doing it. It's know? like it's like saying a, a three-point seatbelt is safe, but a two-point seatbelt was at once considered the pinnacle of safety. Yeah, nah. yeah, stuff's always going to get safer, and if you don't move with with safety, yeah, you're being unsafe. You know, it's always about as safe as possible, and they're not being as safe as possible. There, there's me picking out the negatives again. Jesus, I love, I love Did I did really someone, hold some did story? Piss in your cornflakes this morning? No, <laughs> or not pissing them? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> I've had a really good day. So you um. You're going to steal all the good design from the camps that already exist. And make one uber Franken-cam. Yeah. Make a Franken-cam. An offset dual axle extending totem. I think Bluetooth. I think we should together design something absolutely ridiculous. So something that you could barely carry up a climb um, to fit into a crack. Like, you know, like a, a fucking a car jack, but that's like powered by hydraulics. And, oh my God, I love it. You know, with a, with, a, with a car battery that you have to carry in a rucksack. Yeah. That powers the whole thing. It goes, <laughs> just like <it laughs> expands really quickly, like too, too explosively. Man, do you know what we should do real quick? I should explain an idea for you real quick and we should just bleep it out. And then you should react to it. And if it's a good idea, people are like, what was he talking about? <laughs> yeah. Okay, go on. Okay. Oh my God, Paddy! That's one of that's probably the best idea I have ever heard. Patent pending. <laughs> that actually, is not a bad idea, dude. Is it? Amazing. I, I want to be in on it this. Could, it could work. To think I want to be it. in on this on the ground floor. I I think we'd do it. Yeah. Do you know how Simon Kell made most of his money? Simon Kell, for anyone who doesn't know, is um, a guy who was involved in producing all these like boy band, girl bands, and all that X Factor shit and all that really horrible stuff. But he made a lot of <laughs> he he made a lot of money by. Um, just adding 
a little bit of music to all these boy band songs. So he'd add a little uh, a little keyboard riff. Yeah. And then he'd put him, his name on the production credits. As a producer. As, as, a, a, producer, as a musician, yeah. as a producer. Yeah. And that's how you do it. So this is what, yeah, well, I'm letting you in on my secret now. Oh, perfect. I've got to be in on the design. <laughs> so you're playing I, both I, sides. <laughs> yeah, I'm going I'm to add like the tiniest of, uh, yeah. of alteration. No, Paddy, do you know what? I think we should go with green. <laughs> And well, then I, like no, I want a fifty percent cut. But man, it wouldn't work if it was green. It has to be blue. That's what I was saying. That's what I was telling you. Yeah, blue. Pho- does blue photograph better? Than it, green? it does. Yeah, that's why it has to be blue. Or, or red, maybe red. Or I don't red, know. Red. Yeah, yeah that not, well, oh, well, I'm liking it. I'm liking it is. It. It, 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 think about it though. It is actually a good idea. It's a shame we have to cut that uh, yeah. segment out so people can't yeah. hear. But there we go. Um, I just don't want all the people to steal my ideas. You know. All right. So uh, that that's 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 the that's the, uh, the bit of gear you'd like to it. Yeah. Like to do. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I think we should get into that gear, dis- bad, gear yeah. design. Gear design. Well, ridiculous gear design. I start three D printing more stuff. Do yeah, I enjoyed those days. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, is there still is still a remnant of that up on your Instagram in the early days? Is there? Um, I think so. Yeah, I, tr- I might move it forward so people can see it. Yeah, I don't even saw that. Is there a video of you whipping onto the? Yeah, I whipped onto a nut, but see, no onto one, a three D printed plastic. Three D printed nut. Yeah, no one would go with me, and uh, I couldn't. I couldn't. So I like I rigged like a lead solo setup, mm-hmm. so I was like you know lead soloing, but I also had like a top rope backup, and then it got to the point where I was taking such a big fall, I was getting too scared to take a bigger fall, and I couldn't break the nut, and then I went to like see if I could put the nut in the worst position, but I couldn't get it out. It was like it was wedged. Jesus. <laughs> so I had to like I think I like got the top rope and untied from it, untied from one end, and then tied the rope around the nut. And then weighted the other side, so I was like pulling up on the nut, and that's how I got it out. Um, it was absolutely bulletproof, man. Clown. But it was like a what would have been like a size sixteen nut or something, it was like the size of your fist. It was huge. It's a big, big blue. Fan. It was fucking bomber. Yeah, big blue nut. Just the only problem is it wasn't offset. <laughs> uh, that yeah, that's pretty cool. I'd uh, I must actually rewatch that video. That's pretty. Yeah, pretty but cool. see, I used like some free three D printing file host website to host the file for a while. Mm-hmm. And then a couple people downloaded it and printed it and sent me pictures. And I was like, oh, shit, because one guy put a proper swage on it. I was like, oh, i got to delete this in case someone actually prints it. <laughs> I, I, I'd imagine all the guys in those manufacturing companies designing uh, gear are already in the process of trying to design really lightweight plastic nuts. Yeah, there is actually a company that makes plastic nuts. I've seen them, yeah. yeah but I, I would I not think, fucking trust them. I think they're designed for uh, that sandstone, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah, check sandstone, yeah. Yeah. So, oh yeah, just to just to point out what that is um, in certain parts of Czechoslovakia or what, what are they called now, Czechia? Um, they changed their name again. Did uh, they? Yeah. Uh, oh. It's not. Well, Czechoslovakia was pre Iron Curtain. Yeah. Uh, and then it was the Czech, Czech, Republic. Czech Republic, and then yeah. it, now it's Czechia. Oh, I didn't know that. I think so. I feel yeah. very ignorant. If anyone's listening from there, please give us abuse for yeah. fucking your country's name. Up. Apologies. Um, in the sandstone climbing areas in um, Czechia. Um, they don't allow metal gear. They don't allow chalk, and they use knots generally, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, if anyone wants to see what any of that's like, I'd recommend checking out um, uh, Jenny Lemon Pie. So just Jenny J E N N Y L E M O N P I E on Instagram. She like does like a really cool kind of vlog. Well, not vlog, like just daily post kind of thing about climbing on Czech sandstone using knots. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's it's mental the it, shit they do. I know it looks. Uh, a little bit too much for me. It looks fucking. They've got they've got active protection gear, yeah. like like expanding quote unquote cams, uh, that are made out of fabric. 
That's kind it's of really fucking weird, man. It looks cool. Yeah, though. So I think the I think those plastic nuts were designed with for that, yeah. with that in 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 mind. Seems like an interesting choice, but there you go. I, mean, I was about to say I'd never use one of them, but I literally have whipped onto a plastic nut. Yeah. So and I couldn't break it. So. <laughs> so we're designing plastic nuts. We're now. a fucking disaster. Um. Something actually we talked about last week was like climbing mitts or a little bit. We talked about like half ropes and how I think people oh, are saying. Yeah. Sorry. Keep, on, what, yeah. keep what you're going to say in mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was talking to one of the Brian's. Uh, oh, not, not not Brian Bates and the other Brian. Oh, the, the double act. And uh, yeah, I was I was bouldering in Gravity the other day. Um, a really good bouldering gym in in Dublin. And uh, he came over to me, and he was uh, he, he wasn't pleased. He oh wasn't no! Pleased. He 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 said he was so incensed that he spat out his CBD energy, <laughs> energy drink. Uh, uh, <laughs> And uh, yeah, he he didn't uh, he didn't agree with the fact that we uh, we were uh, so so mean about um, half ropes. He said there's definitely a place in the world for so half who, ropes. Who was this? Who was this? Uh, I won't say his second name because he's a bit of a private chap, you know. But, oh, fair uh, enough, fair yeah. enough. He's he there, there's two Brian's. Yeah, he, he's the other one. Oh, gotcha. Okay, I know him. <laughs> I know yeah. it is. It's that, not Brian Bateson. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, you know, half ropes are shit, and fuck you if you disagree with me. So. <laughs> No, I'm only joking. That's not true. He also yeah. told me this story. Um, will I tell it? I suppose I'll tell it. Go on, yeah. Um, it's a short one. We were... He spends a lot of time in his van. Um, and he was climbing around uh, Stanage in the UK. Ooh. And he was on his own doing a bit of climbing. Went back to the van for a bit of a read. His back windows are all tinted. Mm-hmm. And he, he was kind of sat tucked away in a corner. And uh, he was having a little read. And uh, next thing he noticed, there was kind of this darkly shawled kind of crooked little woman coming towards the van and uh, she came all the way up to the back of the van and he could see her with her face leaning against the window and her breath making a little pattern against the glass and she was looking in and he was kind of freaked out you know he was sitting there reading she couldn't see him because he was so tucked away and, and the tint was so so dark yeah but then he saw another little shawled woman creeping her way up and she came to the side door and then next thing he heard was the door handle being opened and then he said he picked up a hammer and, <laughs> and chased them away <laughs> yeah Fuck. but then he said he, he walked out of the van after these these little little old witches got chased out and uh, up the road there was a, a Volkswagen transporter with the back window smashed in no way! Yeah, these little old grannies, or, or people pretending to be little old grannies, were uh, were off on a rampage robbing people's fucking vans. Fucking hell! Yeah, in in rural fucking England. Actual grannies, like actual grannies. Yeah. Fucking well, I mean, I, I didn't fucking. I don't think he asked them their ID or anything. Like, Jesus but, Christ! Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell, that's mad. They're probably just robbing all his climbing gear. <laughs> That, I think so. I think they they probably have an easy. But you know what? They probably worked for that company V Twelve that sells the DMM Cosmetic Seconds. Yeah. That's it. They're just robbing the back and selling this back to it. It's big climbing, man. I'm telling you. I mean, it's a conspiracy. Yeah, they probably own DMM. <laughs> Do you know what? You'd never suspect a little old fucking little old crooked old granny. You know. Well, how very presumptive of you, Brent. I mean, she could be stood beside a burning van with a lighter in her hand, and you go, Ah, oh, she's probably pop- just looking for a cigarette. Yeah, it probably wasn't her. Do you know? <laughs> Yeah, man, I'm telling you. Yeah, that, that's, that's fucking mad. 
Yeah, sorry, I, I, I stole your fucking, your, your, uh, your, your limelight there. That's Go okay, that's okay. Where, where were we going? So yeah, when we were talking about half-ropes, you're kind of, I don't want to say busting myths because we didn't prove anything, I just gave it a very general and probably incorrect opinion. But I think it'd actually be kind of cool if we could have like a, a segment where we talk about stuff that just gets said in climbing but is total bullshit. Or, or, or is not necessarily bullshit but just gets said and is overhyped. So if you were placing, so, so I've, I just came across one the other day and there was actually a, someone was climbing it and it was kind of, people were talking about it and a couple people were talking about it online and it was uh, how to place a cam in a horizontal crack. Okay. So have you ever heard a particular rule about placing cams in horizontal cracks? I have uh, read a segment from Andy Kirkpatrick. Mm-hmm. Um, he should actually get fucking royalties for this show the amount of times you mention it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he fucking showed us all so the, the first rule I ever learned about a horizontal crack with yeah. cams is don't use a, a solid stem cam in a horizontal crack okay. if you're using horizontals uh, or if you're using solid stems you probably have other issues like a divorce yeah. pending or you know yeah, your, yeah. Your, your Volvo needs fixing yeah. or, you know I don't know um, your hair's receding yeah. Uh, but yeah no that's, that's a stupid thing to say um, but yeah so I I had heard that it's better, better practice to put them in with the outer lobes down. Yeah. But it doesn't affect the safety in any now, way. Now, why, why would you say that is? Um, so Or why were you told or why have you heard that that is? Um, I think it was something to do with it walking or moving, yeah. getting uh, being pulled from side to side. Yeah. Uh, because the weight, even when it's not being weighted, the rope weight on it uh, is is on like kind of forcing the lower lobes a little bit more. Maybe I'm making that up. Yeah, no, no, that's that's the idea behind the myth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As in, it, it's more. That's stable. the idea behind the myth. I like the way you phrase yeah, that. That's, that's Where are we going? Where are we going? That's the idea behind the myth. So basically, what they're saying <laughs> is that the heavier part of the cam is on the bottom, yeah. and the lighter parts on top. So it's got to be more stable, yeah. like a triangle or like a pyramid. The heavy parts yeah. on the bottom and the skinny bits on top. Yeah. But that's fucking stupid when you think about it. It does actually. When I was when I was no, saying like, when I was saying it, I was like, "Shit, Paddy's gonna pull me apart." Here. But people, no, but people always used to say that. And I always used to go, "Yeah, I guess." I mean, that does seem like science, but, but I don't know enough about it to, to question it. But let, let's. Yeah, no. Pe- people can't see you mime in that cam there, Ben. No, yeah, no. I'm trying to I'm trying to think and mime, and it actually looks kind of sexual as well. So I should probably stop doing that. Adopted out with that pen, brand. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we're we're also recording in my bedroom, which is a first, and it's kind yeah, of yeah. I came in I came into the studio today, and you said oh, I just head straight into my bedroom there, Ben. <laughs> it's like, are we doing a podcast or what's going on? I, cl- I close all the windows and turn up the heat. Is <laughs> <laughs> that my cardigan <laughs> <off. laughs> Make yourself comfortable there. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> yeah, because. Obviously, when you put it in, it's pressing into the upper part of the crack and pressing into the lower part of the crack yeah. through the springs. Yeah. So no matter what way you have it, it's still going to be the same action on the on the lobes, hmm. unless. So let's say I suppose yeah no it doesn't really make any difference. The only difference it would make is you're probably better off having if you have any kind of obstruction on the lower side or the upper side, you should probably sit the lobes in a way that. They're sitting behind something. They won't. Yeah. It won't move. It won't yeah. walk. It won't spin. One hundred percent. You're in right. A, in you a should, pocket, or you should place it in such a way that the lobes are making good contact. Yeah, and that the lo- lobes are touching where they should do. And and sometimes you'll put a cam in, in, say in a vertical crack. You'll put a cam in, and you go, yeah, that com- cam fits there. But if I flip it one eighty degrees and place those lobes on the left and those up the right, it'll fit better. For example, because of the way it's pocketed or or the way the the crack is shaped or where the lobes happen to lie. And that's how you should place a cam. You should place a cam going, where are the lobes lying? Where does it lie best? Mm-hmm. Not 
the wider cams should be on the bottom because it'll sit better and not walk. I mean, I would argue that if you place a cam, like if I place a cam, my idea behind placing it is if it's in a place where it could walk, I'll extend it beyond belief so that there's no way the rope's ever going to influence it. So the cam's not going to end up moving until the second takes it out. That's the way I place cams. Yeah, yeah. And you should, people would jump and say, oh no, that cam on the horizontal's not very good because uh, the outer lobes are on the top. And you go, yeah, but the lobes are in a good position and I've extended so it's not going to walk. I really want to go and just like, I know, like what you're saying makes perfect yeah. sense and yeah. it is exactly right. Yeah. But do, do you know when someone says something to you and you're like, I really have to go and do see this physically right test now. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I have to go and put it yeah. in a horizontal crack and just move it side to side. And see what happens, yeah. See but I would argue that even if it is more likely to walk when the outer cams are on the top, outer lobes of the camera on the top section or the top half, it's still better off placed in such a way that the lobes are better. The lobes are having better contact. Yeah. And I would rather have a cam that's that could potentially, uh, that quote unquote, no, no one can see me do the finger quotes, can they? But is quote unquote. <laughs> we'll put a picture up. It's only episode 12. I'll, I'll get used to this. <laughs> <laughs> but is quote unquote more liable to walk because where the lobes are, but is in a better position if it were to be loaded. Hmm. I would much rather have this that than it be, well, it was less likely to walk, but the lobes aren't making good contact. I, like, if it's not making good contact because of the way you've placed it and the lobes are in a quote unquote better position for not walking, well, then just alleviate any risk of walking by extending the shit out of it and place it in the first way. Place it whatever way you want that works. And people always say, no, psh, no horizontal cams, lobes from in the bottom, outside lobes in the bottom. But it's bollocks. It's fucking bullshit. I like that. I like so, that. So that's, that's, I think, a new recurring segment of like climbing urban myth bullshit. We'll have to come up with climbing urban myth stuff. Yeah, we'll just call it cum stuff. So if you've got <laughs> any cum stuff you want, just send it in to us. <laughs> I'll give you Paddy's actual physical address. Oh, you can Jesus. send your send your comb stuff to Paddy's house. Dear, uh, dear God. Uh, God, I got enough creepy shit sent to me on Instagram, Brent. Um, yeah, well, that could be could be an interesting segment because yeah. I think there are times when we could be wrong, which is good, which is good because it, it, I mean, if we do say something that you don't don't agree with, mm-hmm. and you're more in a more qualified or even not more qualified, you just think you know better, yeah, uh, or you do know better. Send us a send us a message, give us some abuse, and tell us why we're yeah. why we're wrong, and then we'll read it out, and then we'll all have learned something. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I have no problem putting my hand up and saying I was wrong about something. Yeah, I, this, but it's, it's never fucking happened. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's definitely Obviously the way not. it's definitely the way to be in, in but, climbing. Yeah. Uh, I I definitely don't take criticism very well, but uh, if if it, if it means that I'm I'm being safer, then yeah, you have to. Yeah. I remember remember years ago some uh, some guy. Uh, telling me that I was laying wrong in the centre and uh, at, the, at the time I was like fucking sick of fucking bass fucking <laughs> but he was completely right I was laying wrong you know what I mean I, hadn't, I, hadn't, I, hadn't le- I was making loads of mistakes that I give out about now um, so that was the first time me and you properly talked to each other you came over to me like man you're using that grey wrong I was like oh yeah probably <laughs> Yeah, didn't give two shits. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, the, you're dead right though. Like, I mean, the way you were using it wasn't dangerous. It was yeah, just, but uh, not as safe as it could have been. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I, I don't think it's going to. I don't think you're going to have the power in your hand to stop it from. Maybe you won't, but I got big power from my yeah, hands. So, you know. Yeah, your voice grips hands. But yeah, like, but like, I always think that's like a really good example of how like you can just learn something and move on and mm-hmm. go. Yeah, probably. Maybe it won't make a difference, but it might. So fuck it. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. That's, I think it's a good idea for a segment just like climbing urban myths that people people, th- people think are bullshit and should send into us because there's loads of stuff like that like micro fractures or half ropes putting <laughs> twice the force you know and we'll just talk we'll just, we'll just talk shit about that stuff or that uh, Jeff Fuel melts steel beams yeah. <laughs> <laughs> alright let's not go there man Jesus Christ <laughs> 
Yeah, no, that's it. That's it. Jeff, Jeff, you can't melt dank memes, is all I know. Uh, that's a dicey one. Uh, yeah, let's, let's chop that bit out of the podcast. Uh, let's see. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Brian, after he gave out about uh, the, the half rope segment, uh, I was fucking, I thought afterwards, man, it's very rich of you. He went on to tell me this fucking incredibly boring story about the, about the classifications of fucking baguettes. The classifications of baguettes. Yeah, so legally, oh, I'm gonna go and tell this incredibly boring story now. Oh Jesus! So, in fr- it's actually not that boring. I'm, okay, just, ta- I'm just taking the piss out of him. I'll take it. Uh, did you not hear recently that Subway's bread is has too much <laughs> has too much sugar in it to be considered the, bread? The Irish so, courts have determined that Subway is not actually technically selling bread. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> so Brian ex- Brian explains me where that comes from. Is uh, in in France they had to have uh, legislation for uh, or a legal definition of what bread is. Um, <laughs> So no 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 this, this, so French yeah but there is really good reason behind that and I did I have read this in a in a Bill Bryson book before they used to fill the bread with fucking shit like they used to fill it with like chalk and fucking uh, what yeah filler just so like you'd buy a loaf of bread volume. and fifty percent of it would be fucking dust <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and like not just dust but like really dangerous chemicals um uh, fucking hell yeah like really 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 harmful stuff like to to bleach the bread like, like friction labs chalk or some bullshit yeah <laughs> so you fucking think that shit's useful for anyway <laughs> unicorn dust um, yeah so there, there is a there is definitions for uh, bread so yeah yeah fucking hell and then he went on and told me about all the different uh, definitions and I was like Jesus Man. Christ Brian so he's like baguette demi baguette Demi Demi Baguette, the Pico Demi Baguette. <laughs> no, Pico Demi Baguette. I'm already joking. But man, I think I think there's like a real missed opportunity because I think whenever something goes wrong, with you, you should just lean into the mistake. So like Subway's next spokesperson should be like Marion Antoinette being like, well, if they can't eat bread, let them eat cake. Because <laughs> technically brioche. it's classed as cake, yeah? Brioche. brioche. Yeah, it's a cake. No, but brioche is the, is the quote. Oh it's, oh, it's let them eat brioche, is it? Mm. Oh, I thought it was let them brioche, eat cake. Brioche isn't really a cake. No, it's just sweet bread. It's well, where's the, the line? Where's the line? <laughs> where's the line between sweet know, bread man. and cake? This is people come here for the hard answers. This is where we're coming to get the real stuff. <laughs> you know, it's the first time we've talked about a modern bit of actual like news or something topical, and it's just fucking bread. <laughs> How the fuck do we ever get any people listening to us? We're idiots. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Where are we going? Where, what do we got? We, 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 we've got another segment to throw in there. Patty, I, just, I just, I just, I'm looking at my notes there and some of them are it's just... It's really hard talking. to follow up that really exciting bread segment. <laughs> Where do you go from there? It's only down from there, man. Um, do you ever, do you ever like, do you ever go on a climbing trip and like you have a set of clothes that are dirty? And like, that's a dirty set of clothes. I'll put that in a bag. I'll put that somewhere where it's dirty. I can see a smile. You know where this is going? And then like, after like four or five days of not being able to wash clothes, you're like, okay, well the clothes I was wearing are even dirtier. Yeah. And then the dirty clothes from the first time you took them off were like, well, now relatively they're my cleanest clothes. And that just gets <laughs> truncated to my clean clothes. <laughs> <laughs> These are my church clothes. <laughs> yeah. So like you're just generally wearing dirtier and dirty clothes. But there was, it was one time I was in, a, I was coming back from Yosemite. I was getting a train back. I was on one of the Amtrak trains and I'd like not washed my clothes up before I left the valley. Just didn't get a chance or whatever. And I was like washing my, uh, I was like, I was at a train station swapping trains. And I ended up, there was like a laundromat around the corner from the train station by pure chance. And uh, there was like an hour for wait for the train. So I was like, oh, I'll just wash some clothes. So I went off and washed some clothes. And it was like an outdoor, it was like an open train station outdoors. So I got my clothes after they'd been uh, washed and 
hung them up outside the railing on the train track literally like the railing but separating the train from the people <laughs> hung, hung them up there because I was like well I don't want to miss the train and this way I don't have to like leave them somewhere and it's right by so I was just sitting down there and then some like massive you know you know those like big cargo trains that travel across America oh yeah yeah big huge speed don't carry people one of them was blasting through the train station and it just went through and it there was like there was like you know not, not no warning but just I'd never seen that before in Ireland like a big massive train did, did he fucking did he honk as he came oh, through he fucking honked Just big time loud. scared the shit out of me yeah. but the thing was the train whipped by so quick it created such a fucking wind <laughs> that it took all my clothes and blew them <laughs> down the track <laughs> <laughs> and, were, and I was kind of lying on the ground kind of like with some headphones on kind of like jeez that's a big old loud train coming along and covering my ears a bit and then just fumf, and all my clothes are gone <laughs> So I was like running down the train track after this train, picking up socks out of bushes and picking underwear out of hedges. <laughs> and, and a pair of my trousers, <laughs> not worth a lie, a pair of my trousers had wrapped themselves around some young one. <laughs> like a leg either side over his shoulders. <laughs> and this horribly disgusting, barely washed pair of trousers that had been on a climbing trip for about three weeks <laughs> was wrapped around her face. <laughs> I was like, oh, jeez, I'm very sorry. <laughs> So I just grabbed them and stuffed them in a bag and ran off. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know where I was going with that, but that's <laughs> Jesus Christ. So I think I think there's like a new a new like niche market for like some way to wash climbing clo- or wash clothes on a climate trip. I have seen a um, a thing. I don't know if it ever took off. I saw it on on the internet years ago, and it was essentially a dry bag, and you just fill it full of. Um, uh, soap and water and just fucking put your clothes in and rummage them around for like 10 minutes oh. essentially it's a mini little fucking washing machine that's a good it. idea yeah and then you just dump it all out give them a rinse happy days that's what not they, a good idea what, what they'd done was they, they took it like this is a company trying to market it essentially what they had was a dry bag with uh, rubber strips on the end so you could rummage it around without it was slipping like who is this shit <laughs> Yeah, yeah no, just, I think it's a fantastic idea. Yeah. I have actually done it once with like the old, the, the unmentionables, you know. Lobbed, yeah, lobbed yeah. them in, and they're, they're. I mean, once they're clean, I don't give a fuck what's yeah. on, on the rest of me. I mean, if you've ever been in camp four, you'll like see people getting up super early to wash their underwear in the sink. Yeah. It's pretty gross. Oh, it's <laughs> well, what what you can do is just get into the shower that you sneak into without paying for. You get into the shower and wear all your clothes and just fucking have a wash with the clothes on. That works too, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, or the Honol thing where he just stands on his, he does a little dance, a little kind of a, <laughs> a little vineyard kind of a great present dance on his on his clothes. Is it weird that that image from that cl- scene and that clip and that movie is also buried into my mind? Yeah, yeah. His, his weird toes like <laughs> crunching like, over. Someone there. there sticking a camera up on Alex Honnold's toes while he's naked in a shower. What is going on? Why, yeah. are we, why are we all watching this? It's a bit intimate, all right. Yeah, yeah we just we went weird there. This is oh, very to, uh, barely related to climbing. I, I, I had a similar thing. I, I got a I got a lift back to San Francisco airport from a very nice chap fucking was it either Conrad or Cameron Peterson, uh, one of the brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he gave me a lift all the way back from from Yosemite to to the airport, and I was fucking stinking. From Yosemite to the SFO. Yeah, that's yeah. like a five hour drive, isn't it? Yeah, he was. I think he was going surfing anyway. But oh, uh, cool. Okay. It, Fucking! I was so I bought him bought him a little chipotle as a. As a Jeez, and, yeah, that's very nice. One. Yeah, he was very very kind of him. Um, and that's all you, you didn't take out now for anybody, no. No, no. Uh, Just a chipotle in your innocence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, a couple of nights before they t- they took a bit of my sanity by giving me a uh, fucking edibles. Uh, oh, oh, I was out of my bin, absolutely. <laughs> and they were they were homemade edibles. So homemade was, edibles. Oh my, oh my god. God, man, I didn't know where I was. You were probably crunchier than a bag of smashed grams. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, he'd, uh, he he drove me all the way back and fair play to him, man. He didn't complain about it. I was stinking. And uh, he, he rolled down the window and I knew I knew he was like, just without, without making me feel bad about myself. He was rolling down the window so he could breathe. But I got to the airport and after seeing him rolling down the window and the, the greenness in his fucking gills, um, oh yeah, I, I decided I had to go directly for a wash. So I got into the... <laughs> It, it was late at night. I got into the disabled toilet and got into the sink. I pretty much sat in the sink <laughs> and gave myself the kind of bath you give like a fucking five month old baby, you know. Jesus sat in the Christ. bath and just washed myself, sat arse in the sink. Yeah. Um, yeah, felt way better for it anyway. Yeah. The clothes were still rancid though. Fuck. Yeah, I think that I'm going to buy a big dry bag and try that out now the next time. I'm, yeah. I'm on a long term trip because you just need to squeeze in a bit of, uh, a bit of soap. You should put like some tennis balls in the bag to like fucking carrying tennis balls. I just put some. I just put some tennis balls in the bag to like you know keep it all like mixed around. You oh, know? if your cams are dirty, you just throw them in. Yeah, shake yeah. yeah. everything around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but if you put tennis balls in the bag, it'll help like mix stuff around. Then you can just shake the bag. You know, just put it in the back of your car and it'll shake it around automatically. You know. Oh, and it'll it'll actually probably heat up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We can call it. We can call it a Brand's dirty ball bag, and that's a great. <laughs> It was a bit complicated, but we got there. <laughs> I made it work. You should crowbar that one in. Right? I got it in, though. I like that. I like yeah. um, Have you been, has anyone been using your new nickname recently? Sir Bales a lot. Sir no, Bales a lot. No, no. I, am, I am Sir Bales a lot. I'll, I'll, I'll take that nickname. I, I, I'm I, proud. I came up with my, my, my rap name. Oh, uh, yeah? Okay. DJ Elvis Leg. DJ Elvis Leg. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm susceptible to the old Elvis Leg when, I, when I'm getting the nerves on, you know. Yeah, but you know, you've got I'm great. Old sugar. You got great calves, friends. So it's fine. You get away with it. Thank you. Thank you. I like a DJ Hound Dog. <laughs> DJ Hound Dog. I like. The episode we cut out. Did I talk about placing the cam below the belay point, and the weird, awkward down climbing place, or was that the one that was cut out? I don't think you've spoken about that before, unless maybe when you get into it, I might recognise it, but I don't recognise it at the moment. Cool. I might give it a go because it's actually going to be an interesting one. I think. I think it was in the episode we cut out. So me and a mate were climbing at a, a multi-pitch crag. And there's a couple of shared belays at this crag. So first pitch you go up and you get to a really nice ledge. Mm-hmm. And then the next pitch you traverse sideways, say a metre. And then you go down maybe four or so metres. Down climbing four metres? D- uh, about that, yeah. yeah. Fucking hell. About that. And uh, then you go around a little corner and then straight up again. Okay. So we were climbing there and... Do I, I know? Do I know this place? Yeah, you do indeed. Okay, I think I know the climb you're on about. Yeah. yeah. Okay, go on. Um, but uh, just helps me visualize. Yeah, yeah. that's not as fair. That's fair. But uh, so basically, he he, I, I did the first pitch, and we were there, and he then said, "I want to do the second pitch." So he did the second pitch, and he down climbed. He went across a meter, and then down climbed the four meters, say. And then when he got to the base of that down climb, he said, oh, "I'm going to place a bit of gear here just to protect this." And I was like, uh, "No, no, no, don't, don't put that in there." You're basically, like, the rope is going directly from the belay to you. There's no no advantage to you putting putting any gear in there. It's not going to make your fall any smaller. No. And I was like, you know, and I was kind of back-taking because I just didn't even consider he'd put gear in there because I would have never considered putting gear in there. But he put gear in. And then he started climbing up, you know, offered, say, in a direction slightly traversing. And then I was saying, but if he hadn't have done that, he would have been facing a swing if he'd have fallen, because he would have been, say, directly five metres left of the belay, or directly five metres left of the belay. Mm-hmm. 
he would have been facing a fairly gnarly swing. But now he's placed a bit of gear, say, four metres below the belay, and he's off to the side five metres. So now he's facing a five metre fall. Because the gear is going to, the rope, the rope is going down four metres, and then up five metres to him, before he gets his next bit of gear in. Okay. Not not even to mention the rope track he's creating. And I was like, you know, don't don't put that in there. You're you're going to really fuck it up for yourself and me when I follow you, because now I'm unprotected on the day. You're pretty much leading. Like or down leading, yeah. Re- reverse leading, yeah. yeah and like, and now, now, I'll just argue, this is a very easy route, very, you know, you're not going to fall here. We were just kind of messing around. We we're not going to fall at all, especially on that section. So I was kind of like, look, I really, really don't want you to put a gear in there because it's going to give you bad drag, you a worse fall, put you in a position where I can't even get you if something does go wrong, mm-hmm. and you're going to put me doing this weird down lead fucking thing where you have to take in massive amounts of slack quick when I unclip it and all this shit. And he kind of goes, oh, yeah, 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 I see what you mean. And then place it anyway. <laughs> just like, but I'll just throw it in here anyway. <laughs> and it was kind of this thing where I couldn't argue with him because he was on lead. And yeah. there's kind of this like yeah. mentality where you just you don't argue with the leader because the leader is like, look, I'm I'm the one who's on the sharp end. I'm going to make the decisions here, which is something I would always go by. Yeah. And at one point, I was so tempted to go, no, if you do that, I'm not going to feed any more slack. That's a really bad decision, and you're only going to realize that after you've made it. Yeah. And 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 you know when someone's got really bad rope drag. Mm-hmm. You can kind of manage the rope a bit more carefully and be really, really aware of when they're taking in slack, and you can somewhat help alleviate it a small bit. Yeah, not a huge amount, but you can you can help a little bit by being really quick with the slack. And I did none of that on purpose, specifically given bad rope drags. We'd never do it again. <laughs> what a shit! <laughs> Which makes me a terrible person. But he created that situation, so it's like you fucking you would lie in this bed. <laughs> so it it is an it's an exceptionally tricky thing, though that kind of. That particular scenario, uh, yeah. protecting yourself, protecting your your seconder, mm-hmm. um, making sure you don't get a hideous rope drag. Yeah, um, I suppose it all boils down to how difficult it is. Well, the thing is, like, I mean, if that if that's so, sorry to cut you off, oh, yeah, okay. but if that's incredibly hard, let's mm-hmm. say that you have to go out a meter from the, you have to go out a couple of meters in the belay, down a couple, down four meters. And left a few more meters before you're getting any more gear in, hmm. and then up eventually. Hmm. That's it's kind of a, it's a tricky, really tricky situation to protect all of mm-hmm. that. Um, if if like I mean, if you're in a position where you could fall off it, where it's hard yeah. enough for you to fall off. It. Yeah, I I would argue that no matter you know if it was even harder, I definitely wouldn't want the gear down low because yeah. it's not it's not protecting you falling when you're no. traversing, uh, or sorry when you're when you're down climbing. No. And it might, you could argue it might protect you when you're traversing, but if you're going more down, it's not a good idea. Like, I would say you shouldn't place gear if you're going back up, say, once you finish your traverse. You shouldn't place gear until you're at the very least, at like the very earliest level with the belay hmm. to protect a traverse for the second, say. Yeah. Yeah, reduces, but, but, reduces the big swing that they take if they yeah, fall off. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then, but like as soon as then they step one foot below the belay, because they're gonna have to do the same down climb. As soon as they step below the belay, they're then safe. Yeah. Because they'll have a swing, but they're below the piece of gear you've placed. Yeah. So they're not taking a lead or fall. Yeah. Whereas I would have been on. So essentially, I would have been on lead coming off the belay. So I disassemble the belay, I start down climbing. Yeah. I'm on lead then, and say so I'm four meters above the low, because he's placed at the lowest point of the traverse in the down climb. So I'm then four meters above a piece of gear, and because you know, you know when you start climbing off a multi-pitch whatever there's generally a little you're not quite sure how fast the person's climbing there's generally a little bit more slack in the system mm-hmm. there was fucking heaps of slack in the system I was like I'm coming <laughs> off a belay facing a 10 metre fall 
like I knew this was going to happen why the fuck is he doing this and it was totally super easy terrain just yeah. scrambling stuff basically you know? like I mean you short rubbed the shit out of him of course he's leaving loads of slack <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's punishing you man he's punishing you yeah but I was like oh, wait, this is just bad that's a bad mistake to make and I understand making that mistake if someone if you don't if you know what's going on and it, it is a really weird situation like very rare would you be down climbing four metres off a belay to traverse a metre left and then start going yeah, up yeah I, I very did, rare like unless it was like a super 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 recommended route I'd be avoiding any kind of down climbing and up climbing yeah. afterwards well like essentially you're just you're just climbing around, under and around some big uh, massive bulge yeah it yeah. is kind of like yeah, I can envision what it is but yeah. yeah the only the only reason it's an issue is because the belay is actually re- there's a really nice belay above mm. the bulge to the right so, you know, in any other situation, you'd build, you'd build the belay below the bulge. Kind of, yeah. Around but there just yeah. happens to be a nice ledge there. So, um, so, so I was like, you know, I, I just, I've never had the situation before where like the leader is making a decision that I disagree with and I'm so confident I'm right. And I'm like, like, no, dude, don't do that. That is a really bad call. It's never happened. Cause like someone's like, oh, I'm going to place a bit of gear here and they're on lead and you go, oh, you're going to give yourself terrible drag, but I can tell you're scared. So whatever. Do it, yeah. yeah, whatever. Get yourself out of this moment where you're pumped or scared. Get to another gear and then reassess. Yeah. But this, like I was so close to going, no, dude, I'm not going to feel it slack if you put that there. Like, don't do it. I was so close to throwing a hissy, not throwing a hissy fit, but just being like, being a shithead about it. And, I, he, and he wouldn't back down and he placed it. I was fucking like, all right, man. Fuck you! Like you kidding me? <laughs> and so, so since have you uh, have you talked about it? Like since has he has he like seen seen what you were describing? Has he like? Well, when we got to the top, he's like, man, yeah, I kept like, the, yeah, you were right, the real bad drag there. It's like, yeah, oh yeah, man, I wouldn't do that again. He's like, yeah, no, you're right, real bad drag. <laughs> I was climbing with him again last weekend, so it's not like we're not friends or something anymore. You know, we still climb. Like, I'm really surprised Dave is your friend anymore. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't Dave, I swear to God. Oh, I gotta, I gotta have to cut Dave's name out. <laughs> <laughs> just, just put a bleep in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, like, have you ever had that before? Where like you as a second is kind of overruling the leader. Um. And, no, and, and, no. I, and I'm not talking about like when you're more experienced than someone and you're taking them up their first lead and you're kind of coaching them through their first lead. Like when you're climbing with someone, has someone on lead ever done something where you're like? That's a bad call. Shouldn't do that. No, not really. Not not too not too often. Like the odd time, someone will like you'll see someone doing a traverse, and uh, we've actually told this story before. Or someone will do a traverse, and you look at them and go, "Please put in another piece of gear for me, please." <laughs> but like that's 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 all fine. Usually, it's, yeah. usually it's never as bad as you imagine it's going to be. Yeah, you're just like, facing swing like oh, yeah. So what? You yeah. know, it's probably a clean swing. Anyway. Uh, and 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 this wasn't as bad as I was thinking it was going to yeah. be either. Like, but, but I, don't, I don't think like generally I'll shout stuff up to people go. Oh yeah, maybe extend that. But like, just real short stuff. Like, yeah. I, I, I try not. I, I keep communications to a, a yeah, bit, yeah. bit, just a bit of encouragement and the odd time leg. Yeah, you know, yeah as yeah. in your legs behind the rope. Just be yeah, careful yeah. of it. But or, uh, don't forget to clip that thing you spent twenty minutes placing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, or you know, like fucking yeah, just very minimal stuff. Extend that there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice and usually, usually, uh, with half ropes. Um, yeah. here's, here's another complaint. Usually, I'm shouting at someone. No, not the fucking blue and the red one. <laughs> <laughs> the blue is on the right. <laughs> Why would you put blue on right? Red's always on right. Yeah, red, that's true. Right. Red, right, blue, left, blue, yeah. blue, blue, left. Yeah, four yeah. letters in blue, four yeah. letters in uh well, there's an L in blue and left. Oh yeah, oh. that works even better. Yeah. Okay, so blue. The blue is on the left, and you should hit. Clip the blue, not the red. Uh, stop tangling. Them. Why are both clipped? And then, then like I've often done it when I'm 
climb my half ropes and I'm like I don't give a shit I clip whatever's in my fucking hand <laughs> leave me alone and then like two meters later you're like oh, fuck why didn't you tell me to clip you know? <laughs> why'd you let me do that <laughs> this is your fault it's always someone else's fault that I I'm giving you slack on the, on the second yeah. no, slack, oh, yeah. no I try I try to not to, like unless I see something particularly oh yeah well yeah I suppose so if I see something dangerous I'll, I'll, I'll tell them to yeah Maybe, but I'll obviously say it in a certain way. Yeah. Um, but I haven't seen something go so poorly wrong to yeah. to that extent where I was tempted to say, listen, no, yeah. fucking relax there. Yeah, I don't know. It just it never happened to me before and it's a bit kind of like, fuck. Yeah. Mm. It, was, it was just really weird to be to be kind of so confident I was right while being the second. That must be, yeah, that must be really... Uh, a novelty you've been so confident that you're <laughs> fuck you you fucking <laughs> prick I can see the little glint in your eye when you say something smart about me there <laughs> oh that was fucking good though fair play <laughs> uh, yeah so I think I think that's uh, that's me anyway I don't I don't know if I have anything else did uh, so we got we got some nice feedback did we over the past the past couple of weeks and no no just people sending foot pics to us again Brent the yeah. usual no, we do. We do get a couple of people sending us maybe like the they like the content, thought it was good. But you know, obviously we gotta stay on top, of making sure those levels look nice as well. But yeah, a lot, yeah. lot of t- lot of talk of uh, the sound dropping off. Uh, so yeah. yeah, we'll fix that this week. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, gonna hit Brian even harder, um, and he'll get it fixed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, uh, I, do, I do love the message. Some people say say they like it. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, we've we've gotten a few really nice messages and uh, yeah, if you like what we do, let us know. And even if you don't, if you really don't like what we do, go please, fuck no extra messages. Send us more messages. Oh yeah, sorry, yes, yes, yeah. yes. No, let I, us know if we say something that's complete horseshit. Send a message and say, listen, that's that's wrong. That's yeah. completely wrong. If you've got a question, send it in. Uh, send in a voice. I I like the voice questions. They're uh, cool. Actually, do you want to fucking see if you can get Brian going there? Yeah, I'm going to take my phone off airplane mode, though, so that's I might go th- clickety clackety. That, that's okay. Um, and yeah, yeah if you've got bad. if you've got any stories that you're too ashamed to put your own name to, do send it to us. Send it to either uh, just Bob McGear on Instagram, five seven or Instagram, or five point seven or podcast at gmail dot com. Um, you can send us anonymously any of your your little funny stories uh, or make a story up who gives a shit just a, se- any semi-climbing related story you have send it on to us we'll read it out we'll have a bit of crack and uh, yeah gonna need to feel for like another 30 seconds Brian <laughs> so I was in uh, oh, I was in I'll tell you a completely unrelated story oh, this has nothing to do with climbing uh, well no I was I was in Donegal uh, okay I was climbing in uh, up in the up in the hills north of Donegal Town and Loch Belshade. Great time, did a couple of routes. Uh, but I was staying with my friend uh, Silv and one of the days we went fishing. I am notoriously unsuccessful with fishing. I've never... I haven't caught a fish since my dad brought me to uh, to one of those fishing ponds that they fill with fish. So essentially... <laughs> Essentially, you could reach your hand in and pluck a and fish pull out. out a fish. Yeah, so it, it was one of those. And I was probably about eight years of age, so it was, it was all very um, easy, and, and my dad did all the work. But as an adult grown man, I've never caught a fish, and I, I've always wanted to. Um, so I went out, me and Silva went out, and we took turns trying to, trying to catch a fish. And uh, I caught one, and I was like fucking blown away. This big, lovely pollock was on the end of the, end of the line. Pollock is like a, 
it's nearly like cod, but even more flavorless. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, ca- I caught a pollock and we reeled it in and I was staring at him and he was staring at me and I was like, okay, buddy, I suppose I'm going to have to kill you now. And oh, no. I, I hadn't quite planned the, oh, the killing part. So I didn't have, usually people bring a little stick. Uh, some people just let them fucking suffocate. Jesus. Uh, yeah, I, I don't like that. I, I want to put him out of his misery. So I, I grabbed him with two hands and uh, this might be a bit gruesome. So it, you could you can turn it off now if you're not into this. Jesus Christ, Brenda's got real quick. Um, I, I, I hit his head off a rock, um, but he kept on slipping out of my hand. So I wasn't being super effective. So at most I was angering the poor fish. Um, so Sylv decided to, to come over, grab the fish with one hand and repeatedly punched the fish in the head until it was dead. I shit you not, jabbed the, jabbed the fish in the head until it was completely dead. It, um, it was the most vicious thing I'd ever seen, to be honest. What the fuck? <laughs> this is a climbing podcast, what are you talking about? I'll probably chop all this out anyway. Just oh, thank God. Um, um, but yeah, we brought him home and, and ate him, and uh, we thought it was a trout at first, so we called him Tony. Um, but he wasn't a trout he was a pot why, 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 <laughs> he was a pot why, why is that the logic was it sorry explain that to me we thought he was a trout so we call him Tony Tony the trout oh okay who's Tony the trout it's the same it's just the same fucking first letter oh right okay Jeez. we definitely have to cut this out because it's giving a real bad interference and I also can't find the message so in classic 5-7 or uh, podcasting style we managed to make a bollocks of the episode and we lost about 10 minutes in the end there wasn't much in there Paddy had a small segment which we will hopefully get around to again next week and there was the the voice message from Brian Bateson which we couldn't actually play uh, we couldn't actually play it because it was so full of filth that uh, we, we deemed it just a bit too much for our our good listeners um Brian, you should you should have a good long look at yourself. You've a you've a dirty mouth. Um, but do send us in more messages. And thanks for sending in that one. Um, and thanks to everyone who sends us in messages and feedback and even abuse. Send it all in, and we enjoy it. Without people kind of interacting with us, it's just two guys who know a little bit about climbing, chatting shit. So it, it's way more fun if, with you guys involved and and. and giving us feedback and giving us stories and having the chats, you know. At some stage, we hope to get a live episode uh, sorted so that you can you can give us abuse and ask us questions and stuff in real time. Um, we think that'd be great fun. So once again, thanks for listening. We hope you continue to listen. And if uh, if you've ever any any questions at all, just get on to uh, Just Bombing Gear on Instagram, 5.7 or podcast uh, at gmail.com. And there's a 5.7 or um, Instagram page as well. I don't have any control over any of them. So, yeah, send in whenever you like. Especially to the Just Bomber Gear one. You can send in any kind of filthy pictures. or Yeah, Paddy loves all that kind of stuff. Um, and now that Paddy's not actually in the room, he's in work. And I've been left with all the recording equipment. I'm going to finish off with a, an interesting segment called Paddy's Dirty Secrets, Volume 1. Thank mm-hmm. you.